T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Final hour, Jones. Mego with Arcan here till 6th, Tuesday. Phone call 617-779-7937. That's how you get in touch with us here on WEEI. If you miss any part of the show or have it delivered to your phone daily, subscribe to Jones and Mega with Arcan, our podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you find your podcasts. I want to get to the Red Sox momentarily. Alex Cora spoke today. Kike Hernandez has arrived in Fort Myers. The Bloom Bot's talking too. I, I know, <laughs> I know I am Bloom was going through the motions down there. So we have some thoughts on the Red Sox arriving at Fort Myers. Uh, but Dylan and Linfield's been waiting very patiently on Derek Carr and Mac Jones. Go ahead, Dylan. Oh, hey, bye. I've been watching the show for years. I can't believe I got on here. Um, I don't really know what you guys were saying for sure. I couldn't believe it. Would you seriously rather have Derek Carr over Mac Jones? Yes. And What was the last part? I, I answered you yes. What was the last part you said? In any scenario, you would really rather have Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah, again, I just, I'd rather have a quarterback who's been better than a quarterback who I'm not sure will ever reach that level of play. And before somebody says it was seven years ago when he was good, he was better than Mac two years ago. But go ahead, Dylan, why? Because, one, Mac is just way younger. You always got to bank on youth and the ability to improve. Look at Geno. Now, everyone wrote him off, and he came back and turned to – yeah. I think he was a board – I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, wait eight years or whatever it is for Geno Smith. He's thirty-two. I don't want to wait, but I understand the point. Yeah, you could get that from Derek Carr next year. <laughs> I get. I get <laughs> that. amazing comeback year from Derek Carr. I get that Mac is younger. I do understand that. I don't. I don't know that. That's a great way to just look at things. Like he he does have, and I acknowledge this to Mego early early in the show, and we talked about this. I said Mac Jones may have a higher ceiling. I I, I know what Derek Carr's ceiling is. If Mac Jones reaches it, maybe he has a higher ceiling. I don't know, but I at least acknowledge that I don't know. But you might be sitting around waiting for your first-round quarterback to mature, and you might miss an opportunity. You know, you might be waiting for Baker Mayfield. Or you might be waiting on, I don't know, who's another quarterback who... What do you mean waiting for Baker Mayfield? You might be the Cleveland Browns sitting there waiting for Baker Mayfield to mature. Baker Mayfield had a great rookie year, and he never really replicated it. He was pretty good in year three, and if that's the track for Mac Jones, fine. But he was really bad in his second year. He was really bad his final year in Cleveland. He was worse once he left Cleveland. I thought you were painting this out as some kind of Baker Mayfield redemption. And I was like, when did that happen? No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, you know, if you just sit there and go, He might never blossom. Yes, Baker Mayfield is young, so he's just, he's, it's going to be this linear growth. How many times did I tell this to people in Max rookie year or in the offseason going into last year, Arkin? I'm like, growth is not linear. In fact, just because you started up here, you made the playoffs as a rookie, doesn't mean you're going to be so much better in year five like you should know this again and there are injuries but you should know this with rg3 
RG3 okay. looked like the next the okay. next quarterback ready to take over the league. And it never happened. Yeah. No, so I I know Big I just said to the yeah. Shanahan I just said there was an injury complication in there. But kind of suspicious stuff going on over there. But I'm just saying, like every every quarterback who's good their rookie year, it, it doesn't mean they they turn into a better quarterback the next season. And every quarterback you usually know, they do though. Not no, but not always. Well, Mac definitely didn't, and I don't necessarily think it was all his fault. You know, like that's I think the core of all this, right? Like Mac definitely took a massive right. step back last year. I don't think it was all his something fault. I blame on the franchise uh, almost as much as I blame on him, if not more. Okay, well, that's a, that's an important distinction there. Who do you blame more? Because I, I I definitely acknowledge that he was put in a position to to fail. I mean, he, was he not- played the gay through the passes, but like that was about as bad as you could possibly a bad of a situation as you could possibly. Okay, put well, I know I know Mego's stance on this. Mego blames the organization more than Mac. I blame Mac more than the organization. Arcan, I'm on Mego's side. Okay, good. That's I think, it. Yeah, it doesn't I think have the to be. Well, it doesn't have to be like personal our sides. You can just say I agree that it's more about the organization than Mac. You don't have to be like. I no, stand, I like it better this way. I'd I rather. stand with Mego. <laughs> Hashtag I'm with her. I I just I thought I I thought that's where our kid was, but then I just thought he left a little door open there for me to. to well, you know to how he flip flops like he did well, with LeBron James's record. That's exactly what I was trying yeah, to, to, to point out there. Is like, I was like, Arkham, what what side of the bed did you wake up on today? Inconsistent that way. Like, where are you? It's hard to follow. I'm sometimes. very consistent. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> yes, no. He d- does have a little Ordway to him over there. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't even do that. <laughs> that was the worst Ordway voice. What the hell? Is that Jerry was Seinfeld? That? Was that Jerry what Seinfeld? What is the deal with the Ordway voice? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. All right. I think that was a pretty decent Jerry Seinfeld. It was yes. not a very good, not a very good. Glenn Maybe the worst Ordway voice in the history of radio. I, I really hope that Lou isn't listening. Lou his just heart, drove off the road. His but heart the, will be broken. The Ordway impression does prove something that I firmly believe in impressions. Like when people are like, oh, you know, Gronk doesn't sound like that. I'm like, no, I got it. Uh, you know, it's not how Brad Stevens talks. Don't you realize that? You know, it's not how John Henry sounds. It's not how Man, Matt Patricia been actually about talks. This all year, right? the whole offseason. That's for doing Ordway. The, be- the best impressions really, really don't have to sound anything like, like, I'm not Jay Farrow. Like, I'm not trying to, like, fine tune my impression of who I'm impersonating. Like, the best impressions, I do firmly believe in that. I thought that's and what I, you were bringing to the show. I think the Ordway impression proves it. I You're- saw two hours of talk. I said, I can feel that. No problem. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't need to sound like the person at all. In fact, the more it sounds like the person, I'm not so sure it's a good impression. I do firmly believe that. Uh, 617-779-7937. doesn't cover slot. <laughs> and then Arkan, if you could again, what does is, what is Glenn sound like again, if you could? Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Now it's getting offensive. <laughs> that was that was way. He sounded like Franklin. Yeah, Glenn I got to be honest. That's, ex- that's exactly that what, what it sounded like. That's exactly what I thought. Like I really, like, Franklin. concentrated and tried to sound like Ordway that time. No, I'll, I'll tell you. That was... If we're if this if we're going with the Patriots Mac analogy here, that was uh, that was the organization putting the quarterback in a position to yeah, fail. There, I was in a tough spot. There. Why don't we wait until training camp <laughs> to get on the case of the Patriots? That one's on me. I'll I really that. tried. I really Seinfeld. tried to sound like Ordway. <laughs> That's the sad part. Like I really kind of focused and was like, I'm going to do it, and it just no. Didn't happen. To your point, I've never received the uh, hate messages that I received after Arkin and I did a bit on uh, Alabama accents. Oh, and the <laughs> little boy who got the who got the uh, Bill O'Brien autograph picture and got all mad. That was good. Yeah, people were upset about that. People didn't people like. Really mad at us ripping Alabama. Oh, yeah. Alabamans. Uh, conceited Northeasterners, exactly. that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
know, looking down your nose. Uh, anyway, well, let's get. This is the worst Christmas ever, Daddy. <laughs> well, let's get this thing. Let's get this thing back on the rails, uh, shall we? I, I'm uh, I specialize in this, uh, so I, I promise we would circle back to Kike Hernandez and the Red Sox. Yeah, seamless transition. And I feel like it's it's worth hitting on this again because you know we talked about Alex Cora and his hot seat and how hot uh, should it be for Alex Cora and do his his past indiscretions, most of it related to cheating, but some of it is his personal life as well, you know, getting liquored up on the flight. As newly detailed in the book released by Evan Drellick Thank today, you, which Winning out, Fixes Everything. Out today everywhere, Winning Fixes Everything from Evan Drellick. Um, you know, we talked about that with with Alex Cora, and, and does the new revelation in the book heat up his hot seat at all, and is he safe, effectively? Then you hear stuff like this from Kike Hernandez. And are we playing the one where he arrived yesterday at spring training? Or no, let's wanna... start with the one from yesterday. Okay, let's let's hear. This is him arriving in Fort Myers yesterday, Kike Hernandez. We came into last place, and it felt like we got comfortable in being in that spot. And I don't think this is an organization that should settle for last place. We are an organization that should be competing year in and year out, and uh, we need to find a way to get back into that winning mentality. Okay, so he's got guys comfortable in last place. Which, who do we think he's talking about there? We discussed this earlier. We think he's talking about Xander Bogart? So we think he's talking about Alex Cora. Who's Kike talking about there? Well, it depends to me who you think sets the culture. So do you think it's a locker room leader like Xander Bogart? Or do you think it's Alex Cora? I mean, or do you think it's even higher? Is that a shot at Heim Bloom? Fair point. To say, Heim Bloom, look what he did at the trade deadline the last two seasons. Jack Squat. So it's a good he's, theory. He's comfortable. Is that him saying ownership? And the president of baseball operations, whatever he's calling themselves these days, is comfortable with us being in last place. It's a good theory. They're not going to pay anyway. It had not occurred to me. You know, it's not uniform personnel, so it hadn't occurred to me. But right, lump in ownership, lump in high and bloom. 617-779-7937. Who's Kike Hernandez talking about? I, I took it as definitely a shot at Bogarts and maybe a shot at Cora. But I, I think had- it would be strange for Kike to take a shot at Cora because that's his guy. It might be, but but if you're asking me, well, whether he did it on purpose or not, if guys are comfortable with losing, that is an indictment on the manager. I guess that when I say it's a shot at Cora, whether he did it intentionally or not, I do think that's a shot at the manager. He had more to say with Chris Rose? Yeah, it was on the Chris Rose podcast, and the discussion came up. I guess Kike's really been reaching out to a lot of players, obviously a lot of former Dodgers here, and uh, something in this conversation jumped out to me. How much recruiting were you doing of Justin Turner? A couple of texts and calls every day for about a month. Couple calls to Puerto Rico, calls to Boston, calls to L.A., Indiana at one point. Kenley was easier. Kenley was just a couple of text messages. That happened really quick, but... With JT, it was we. It was way harder. Um, I expect Hein to come up with a certain incentive for me uh, for the recruitment process. But yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. It was uh, something that I'm proud of being able to pull him away from there. And after everything he did for that team, that city, he's still doing. I get to have one of my buddies again. It's a guy that's going to help turn around that clubhouse, man. Uh, we're gonna have, like you said, we're gonna we're gonna look a lot different this year and. Uh, we needed. I, I felt that we needed some guys that were not just good on the field, but had the the ability to to change a culture in the clubhouse. And I know for a fact that's a guy that can do that. Okay, they're they're, they're putting a lot of stock in changing the culture in the clubhouse. Talking about culture, which means they're putting a lot of stock in Cora, right? Like, hey, we don't have as much talent, but we're going to win on culture. Well, if you don't, then that is a poor reflection on the manager, and he probably should be out of a job at the end. Bloom won't make it to August if they're in last place. The Red Sox have fired their last two GMs in season, uh, uh, Charrington and Dombrowski. 
Cora shouldn't be far behind if they can't solve it. They're putting a lot on Cora's shoulders, and he can prove how good of a manager he is this year. I, I, I don't I don't feel like he's going to do it, but this is clearly the pitch. We're changing culture because it needed to be changed last year because we moped around after the trade deadline and walked around aimlessly for two months last year and finished in last place. I just think when you look at the priorities of this organization – I didn't realize culture was so high up there with like re-signing Xander Bogarts when they said <laughs> that was their number one priority. Now it's all about the culture. It's well, very interesting. Maybe, uh, and look, I'm not one to, to shiv somebody in the back on the way out the door. I've pointed this out many times over the last two years. Bogarts is your leader, and they moped around after the deadline. So I, I have I have criticized the leadership of Bogarts while he was still a, in a Red Sox uniform. Maybe he was part of the problem. If if you were going to shiv somebody, it would be right in the stomach. Like, right, <laughs> no. you'd, you'd look in their eyes as you did no, it. That's I'm, the kind of person you well, I'd wait till they turned their back. Oh, okay. Well, I'd you wait. just said you wouldn't. You'd get the kidney then. Well, no, I I, I lied when I said okay. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'd stab him in the back. I'm a, I'm a sports I'm a sports talk radio host. Like I'm taking shots at people from a studio. I'd be stabbing them in the back. That's what I'd be doing. Easiest way to do it. Uh, you guys can jump in. 617-779-7937. Uh, Cora. <laughs> Nice. That's, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie to you. That's what it sounds like when you come home every night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cat's like, he's back. Who's at the front door? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, how hot is Cora's seat? And, uh, well, can he coach this team up? Are you, are, do you have confidence in him managing this team this season, despite the lack of talent? Again, 617-779-7937. Plus, Celtics and Bucks tonight. Get oh, excited. Buddy. Oh, wait a minute. No one for the Celtics is playing. We'll get to that right after trending with Christian Arkin. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stephen A., do you, who is your favorite to win the NBA title? Despite the fact that Kevin Durant, the mercenary himself, along with Devin Booker and CP3, are members of the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to have to say I've got the Boston Celtics still. When you look at the way Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been playing, Jalen Brown's averaging over 26. Jason Tatum's up the same thing. They've been absolutely sensational. They defend. They're athletic. They hit three-point shots. Robert Williams, the third being in that mix, comes into the equation, along with the fact that they're the reigning Eastern Conference champions starving and hungry for it all. I can't summarily dismiss that. Phoenix is trying to get to where Boston has already arrived, yet Boston has come up short. At this particular moment in time, I'm going to still give Boston the slight edge over everybody else. 
Stephen A. Smith last week on First Take. Who's top dog in the NBA? He goes Celtics <laughs> over Suns. I, I think you agree, right? Yeah. You agree? For now. I'm not sure I agree. I don't agree. Why? Yeah. Are you putting Bucks in there? But it's close. No, no, no. I... I would ar- I would argue Phoenix over Celtics. Is that what you're arguing, Arkin? Yeah, I'm kind of th- I'm kind of leaning that way. I, Durant needs to come back first, obviously, but like the Suns were already, I think, pretty good. Um, they didn't really put it together this year, and also Milwaukee's really uh, right on your tail. And after tonight, I mean, well, I guess tonight they can't tie you, but uh, I don't know. The Celtics are just so banged up right now. I'm just a little I'm a little shook. Well, so let's let's get into it, and you guys can weigh in six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven Jones and Mego. With Arcan, we're here till six. We have Endgame coming your way eh, about twenty minutes from now. Probably another Jones win. I'm just honestly probably like I can't even fight that. Remember, you can. I'm listen. not a trivia person. Do you know? Like, I don't. No, think I've no, done, we're we're coming to realize. I haven't done bar trivia in probably ten years. <laughs> I'm not. I I don't like trivia. I don't excel at it. It's just not the way my brain works. Well, good. Works. It's, a good it's a good ego boost for me at the end of the day, if nothing else. Uh, remember, you can uh, listen to WEEI. Yeah, including- I'll just keep looking. I just keep refreshing this poll where you have 17%. <laughs> Which actually is 17? A, it's a growing share. I'm winning people over. This is great. It's a growing share. Uh, you can listen to Endgame and everything else on WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say play 93.7 WEEI. So I'm so annoyed at this Celtics game tonight. Like, I actually thought it would be interesting and we could sit down and watch it. Now I'm going to treat it like the bean pot. You're like, cat, like, we got Valentine's plans. Yeah, like, now, now I'm going to treat it like the bean pot. Like, why even bother? Why well, I'm going to flip in here and there, but I don't want to watch all the Celtics backups against Bucks starters or backups. Like, I don't even care who plays for Milwaukee tonight. Milwaukee should bench all their guys. To Arkan's point, they're only a game and a half back. And so now, now I feel like I feel like going off on the Celtics even more about this. I read this today and I was like, eh, do I really feel like scratching this itch? Now I do. Now that they're sitting, everyone, I saw Tatum was doubtful yesterday, and I'm like, I bet he'll play. He's just doing the regular Jason Tatum thing where, oh, my wrist. Oh, yeah, oh, I was hurt so much more than you guys know in the NBA Finals. Like, I just thought it was fake, and he was doubtful, but today we'd wake up and he'd be available to play in the game. Another wrong Jones prediction, oh, wow. by the way. Yes, I thought, that's what I thought he was doing. So I'm reading Brian Windhorst today, minding my own business, on ESPN.com, and, uh, Windhorse writes about all the, the luxury tax spending around the NBA. And it's, it's very Celtic-centric, which I, I was surprised at. He says the Boston Celtics spent more in luxury tax in trading for backup center Mike Mascala alone last Thursday than they had paid in the last nine seasons combined. To which I said, wow, I was beating them up pretty bad last week over trading for Mascala. And I said, well, Wick is cheaping out with the luxury tax bill and Brad is cheaping out with his assets and I'm annoyed and who do I blame more, right? We talked about that quite a bit on, you know, Thursday and Friday of last week. And I said, well, maybe I got to rethink it. But then I remember, well, they haven't been in the luxury tax any of those seasons. They weren't allowed to go into the luxury. They barely, barely went in last year or did they, did they dip under it? I can't remember where they finished last year. Maybe I'm confusing them with the Red Sox. And so I said, boy, maybe I was barking up the wrong tree. Uh... Wick Grosbeck, and this is a quote we've referenced a bunch, he said, it's about this year, it's not about trades that will pay dividends in two or three years. Muscle up, get the job done. Mascala up. Mascala up and get the job done. That's Brad's instructions, and that's what we're going to try to do. Just real quick, did they do that? No. Of course not. Like, I don't want to hear that quote anymore. They didn't muscle up. That was a nice thing to say going into the trade deadline. They didn't muscle up. They mascaled up. To uh, Mego's point. I stole that from you. So no, I, it's, it's fine. The Mescala move cost the Celtics an additional $6 million in luxury tax. Ooh. 
though it was offset by a recent deal to offload the salary of Noah Vonley. It's like even that, they couldn't even just take on the Mescala contract. They had to offload Vonley, but they have an open roster spot. Maybe they'll spend it on a bought-out player. And Grossbeck and his partners are now looking at more than $60 million in taxes this year on top of a $175 million payroll. Big commitment, right? Wow. The Celtics have never spent like this when horse continues. In the previous nine years, even when they were contenders in the late 2010s, the Celtics spent a total of $3 million in taxes. They were a consistent taxpayer in the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen era between 08 and 2013, but not at this pace, even adjusted for inflation. So he's making all these points about the Celtics and how they're spending and how they're committed to winning, and I'm like ready to take the L on yelling at Wick last week. And then I get to this later on in the story. The Milwaukee Bucks were pushing it last year when they paid more than $50 million in tax in an attempt to defend their title. And after a trade for Jay Crowder at this year's deadline, they added $6 million more to their bill. The small market Bucks are on the hook for $75 million in tax plus $180 million in salaries for this year. And I go, record scratch? Wait a minute. What did I just read with the Celtics? The Celtics are $60 million in taxes, 175 in payroll. The Bucks are $75 million in taxes, 180 in payroll. Milwaukee? Milwaukee. That's not a big market team. That's mid-market at best, small market NBA team. They're paying more than you, and I got to hear about how much the Celtics are paying and how, commi- how committed Wick is. One more time, Ryan. One more time. No, whatever. <laughs> they didn't muscle up. They're not even flexing like the Milwaukee Bucks. Never mind the LA Clippers at three hundred twenty-seven okay, million. Okay, well these are including the, big the tax. The Golden State Warriors at three hundred fifty million, including tax. Like you're not. Don't tell me you're muscling up, and don't tell me you'll do whatever it takes to win. You're not doing what the Clippers or Warriors are doing. Fine, those are the big dogs. Fine. You're not doing what the Bucks are doing. Don't tell me you're muscling up and you'll do whatever it takes to win. You're not even doing what the Bucks are doing. Okay, but look at what the Bucks are doing. First of all, uh, just roster top to bottom, who do you think has a more complete roster talent-wise? Celtics. Okay, so they're paying less for their current roster than Milwaukee's paying for their current roster. Isn't that a win for the Celtics? No, their players are they're just younger. They're spending less? No, their superstars I know, are just younger. but for where they are right now, yeah, but, but is, why would you want them to be paying more just because it's better to have younger players who are cheaper if you're, they're sure. just as talented, if not more talented, Tatum's cheap. which you just said they are. Tatum's cheap. That's great. And that Jaylen, bill's come and do. Jalen's cheap. Great. Don't don't hold yourself. No, you're going to be able to do less of this in the future. Now mm-hmm. is when you should spend way into the luxury tax and say, we're, go, we're not going to spare any cost, i.e. at the trade. De- we will trade a first-round pick. We will trade five second-round picks. We will trade roster players like Peyton Pritchard or Grant Williams to get a deal done, even to add a more expensive piece or a piece we may not okay. retain in the future. So, give Marcus Smart a raise. We, yeah, like that's... We I'm have not- agreed, though. Can, can I establish yes. that right now the Celtics are pay- paying less for a more talented, complete roster top to bottom. Yep. To the point that the 10th guy is like, I'm so talented, send me elsewhere yeah. because my talents are being wasted here. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about they're paying another, what was it, $75 million in taxes in part because they brought in Jay Crowder at the trade deadline. Would you consider bringing in Jay Crowder muscling yeah. up? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Sorry. I wouldn't consider it muscling okay. up, but I just, I don't get why they, I don't get why they didn't bring in a wing. I don't get why they skimped is my I point. I too would have liked them to bring in a wing. They didn't, but I guess I'm not looking at what the Bucks did and saying, why you, don't you do something more like them? I'm just telling you, 
don't tell me you're muscling up and don't tell me you'll spare no expense when you're spending less than Milwaukee. That's what I'm telling you. Well, see, this is where I would like from the reporting perspective to hear what they missed out on and why. So does it come down? Yeah, they missed out on Pirtle because they wouldn't give up a first round pick. Does it come down to? Well, I don't know if they were in a position where they could give up a first round pick that they'd want. I mean, we we talked about this, but they can't get they can't give the twenty twenty four pick. So then, are they at the twenty twenty five pick, twenty twenty six pick? Whatever. And are give those a, picks that they actually give want? up a first rounder yeah, what and a Spurs care? Give up a first rounder and a sweetener. Yeah, yeah, the Spurs probably want a later. They probably would love your twenty twenty nine first round pick. You know? I, so I, did we hear that they didn't take Pirtle back because they couldn't afford the taxes? I, well, we Keith heard, Smith wrote that that was a bridge too far with the he, first round pick. That, yeah. Well, about the first round pick, and he also wrote that Pirtle would be a pure rental, probably because they don't want to resign. They don't want to pay him. They don't want to pay him next year. That I don't like because you have to push your chips into the table. I totally agree in order to strike and get a championship this year. I guess I'm just not looking at the Bucks when I see those two numbers. I go. Well, that's going to be you next season. Okay, but you're going to be sitting there when you have to pay like. Jalen, and Grant Williams comes knocking on the door for twenty. Here's million. what I don't like: you I'm worth twenty million dollars a year. <laughs> Here's what I don't like: you're not spending like the Golden State Warriors. Fine, I got it. You don't own your arena. You're not the Golden State Warriors. You're not Steph Curry and everything else with all the championships. Even though you act like you've won a million championships recently, you're not um, them. Eastern Conference Finals champs. Fine, last year. that's not you. Okay, fine. You're not them. You're not even the Bucks. That's my issue. And what did they miss well, out no, on? They also won a championship. <laughs> that's that's true too. Fair point. Uh, what's my what's my issue? And what did they miss out on? Pirtle is one. Uh, Ryan just said this. The buyout market now they're being they're skimping on two. They could have had Danny Green. All I saw this weekend is the Celtics are really interested in Danny Green. They're going to bring him in, and now it looks like Danny Green is in Cleveland right now. And He's going to go play for the Cavaliers, who we smashed because they didn't do anything at the trade deadline either. And not not to like talk too much about Danny Green, but the Thank excuse. You. Please, the are excuse? we going to sit here in June and go, God, if they had Danny Green, what the hell? Yeah, Sorry, maybe well. we'd have a parade. If they had a if they had a veteran wing, we might. Whether it's Danny Green or anybody else playing over Sam Hauser in the postseason, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't think that if that's what keeps you from it's part, getting a championship, part, that second unit is part of what. Look, Tatum choking is the biggest part yeah, of what killed them last year. And the turnovers off of the bench with Malcolm Brogdon. We can say, oh, Malcolm Brogdon gets hurt. I know, but this is Derek what I'm White, saying. Derek White, your team gets hurt. Why stop? You already did do that. Why stop? Why are you stopping? And the answer is they feel like they have enough. The answer is money. I don't the, know if it is. The answer is money. Because Wicks keeps saying that he's opening his wallet, God, so it's got to be Brad right, but then looking he's not, at, the, at the roster that he has and saying, we're good. He's saying it, but then he's not even spending like the bucks. That's my whole point. So, like, he, there is a limit, it seems like. There so is a limit. who do you put? Do you put this on Wick or Brad? I put it on both, but I'm starting to lean more Wick. I'm starting to lean you more Wick. You think Wick, Wick is... I don't know. Is publicly saying we're going to spend as much as we need yep. to spend, and then behind the scenes, yes. he's holding the purse strings yes. from Brad. Owners do that, that all is, the time. That's very two faced. Owners do that all the time. Owners say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we'll spend anything." Well, you must know this with Dan Snyder. I bet Dan Snyder says oh, it all stop. the time. Please don't compare Wick to Dan Snyder. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like owner, like to get, to make it a personalized topic for you, Dan Snyder must say, "Oh, we're not going to cut any corners. We'll spend anything." And then he cheaps out left and right. Yeah. Again. Please don't compare. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about like. You're guilty of being too hands on, unprofessionalism, or anything like that. Also, because Wick is a competent owner in terms of being able to to have competitive teams year in and year out. I mean, I don't know. Let's let's see him spend. It's the first time he spent in nine years, and now he's and he's not even spending like the bucks. And I got to say, they're muscling up. They're not muscling up. 
I wonder if Brad was allowed to really muscle up. So wait, you think Wick was like, don't re-sign Jakob Pertle? Like, I don't think that he gets that into the weeds with moves and things like that. I don't. I. I. I no. lean more towards Stevens here. No, I think he probably said we're not ta- and we're not taking on salary next year. You think? Yes. What do you mean? Do I think? Of course. That's how owners look at the books year over year, and yet we're not. We're not taking on more salary next Fine, year. Fine, but I also think that you can bring in a rental, Brad. We're not taking on salary. All right, next you year. you may be right about that, but I also think Brad Stevens is starting to drift over into that Danny Ainge. I don't want to get taken in a deal uh, range. Which Maybe I'm, I'm a little that's worried about. what I'm Maybe. leaning yeah. towards, but I think that Jones won't say it because G Willikers is like his <laughs> precious guy. Oh yeah, no, I've never ripped G Willikers no. before. You got I me. I mean, not lately. You, that, oh, you I'm Sorry, you ripped him, taking him from an A to an A minus. That's what I, I remember. I, I did do that. That's what I remember recently. Speaking Sources of, told me Brad was deeply, deeply cut by that comment. He's never recovered. Uh, by the way, speaking of G Willikers, he did foreshadow that Jason Tatum wasn't going to be playing this week. He did say this. I, although I'm even more annoyed that Tatum's not playing tonight, and none of the guys are playing tonight. Jalen Brown, not really his fault. Marcus Smart, I could you get back on the court first of all, so so I can start making fun of you again? Derek White, they don't even need Marcus I miss, Smart. Come I on. miss I miss my Marcus Smart topic. Although maybe we can get it in the absence of Marcus Smart with Derek White. What did Brad Stevens have to say about Jason Tatum uh, over the weekend? It's a it's a discussion point, and obviously we're going we'll, we've mapped that out. Um, you know, with Jason in particular, you're you're exactly right. Like Jason was really feeling it yesterday and felt a little bit better today. I don't know exactly what his status is right now, but he's going to go out and warm up and, you know, I know this, he's going to want to play. He just doesn't like to sit. Um, You know, I tell you already, we're going to make him sit one of those games, right? We'll probably make him sit Wednesday just because of the toll that he's already taken. Um, But, you know, um, he'll fight us on that too, right? But I think the the reality is we need to we need to balance it right, but we also need to make sure that he gets enough high minute games too. So it's a it is a, it is a balance, you know. I think the the idea of you know having a night or two or playing a little bit less is all good, but you also need a few, especially heading into the playoffs, few 40, 42 minute games to get ready for those games. So, a couple of things. Brad says it's probably going to be Wednesday. Now it's Tuesday and Tatum's out. And I know he has a non-COVID illness, but come on. Brad told you he wasn't going to play in one of these games. Did Tatum pick the spot is question number one. Feels good physically, which is a good thing. And number two, you guys want him sitting, don't you? You guys want to manage his minutes. This is this is you, Mego. This is you, yeah. Arcan. So you guys in, in some way should be in on this, no? I'm really excited. Yeah. Jason Tatum's not playing tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm excited I think to not it's watch great. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's Valentine's Day. So, great. I, I definitely wouldn't want to watch the Celtics. I think that there's ways of managing guys that don't involve sitting them for big games like this. And I also think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are hyper-conscious of when they're on a big stage, like playing on Valentine's Day against the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> in primetime. And if they miss games like that, then you know it's serious. That's sort of how I feel. I mean, Stevens told you he was going to sit, and now, but he said Wednesday. Now For he's sitting game, Tuesday. Though, yeah. It was oh, before the Hornets game, I, where he ended up playing 37 minutes. Here's what I'm curious because we asked Scal about this before, and I want to revisit it. Who's making these calls with Tatum's minutes? Tatum. Because Tatum. it sounds like there, Brad is saying, we're having these conversations with him. You know, we got to manage him. He's always going to fight us because he's such a fighter. Yeah. He's a strong guy. He loves basketball. He wants to be out on the court every minute. And I'm wondering where Joe Missoula factors in all this. Because in the game, Missoula is the one who's arguing with him on the sideline if there's an argument about going back in or sitting. So is this like 
I guess I'm still trying to figure out with this interim head coach tag how much Stevens is in all of these conversations. Oh, Steven, Stevens is definitely has a bigger call. I mean, look, I mean, Missoula is ultimately the one yanking his jersey in and out, but meaning Tatum, but I think Brad is probably has much more say. I imagine asked- has much more say than Missoula in minutes. It, it's probably Tatum, one, then Brad. Big gap than Missoula when it comes to the when, minutes. When we asked um, Scal, Arkan, I, you were with me for this, right? When he said it was like, it was the exercise science specialist. Oh, yeah, right. The call. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, there's like a dozen of these guys who walk around the building. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's probably <laughs> some of the call, well, we can, we sure, can, to be generous. We can ask Scal tomorrow. I'm looking forward to asking him about if he wants Jalen to play in the All-Star game or not. That'll be a bit of a mousetrap uh, that we can set. I'm like convinced Jalen's playing in the All Star game. Oh yeah, he's like he convinced. didn't say no the other day. Thank you. When he so, was asked, so I I already assumed he probably would, but I'm now convinced he's going to. Uh, will you enjoy Tatum in the three point contest? Yeah, I love. I actually love. You know how I feel about the three point stuff. No, I don't. Oh well, yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I said I'm I like sorry. The, the three point record. record I, really I knew like, you liked. I, I didn't like know about the three point contest. Three point contest. It's fun. I like the skills contest. I'm a dork. I think that it sucks that the dunk contest hasn't been relevant for a long time, but I like watching the skills contest. I heard, I heard Gresh say this earlier today. I agree wholeheartedly. Tatum should be in the dunk contest, not the three-point contest. But the three-point contest is now the the premier one. I know, but it shouldn't be. It's just the way the league is now. But it shouldn't be. Okay, don't be so old. Why shouldn't Tatum be in the three-point contest? Because, one, he sucks at threes this year. And I think I read he's like 102nd in three-point shooting or something like that this year in the NBA. And two, really? yeah, something like that. I'll, I'll get you the exact number. But what about dunks? But Maybe Jalen should be in the dunk contest. Just the dunk contest needs star power is my point. That's, that's what, true. That's what it needs. That's, that, that's my only point. Uh, Jason Tatum, hang on, I read this earlier today. Jason Tatum is in the field with Kevin Herter. I, nice. Oh, Red Velvet. Cool. Barely in a Hawks Yeah. Cover. Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Lori Markinen. Tatum ranks 102nd in the NBA and 7th on his own team in three-point percentage. That's why he shouldn't be in the three-point contest. Whatever, whatever. you can be in the three-point contest. You just be in the dunk contest as well. Derek White should take his spot. <laughs> That's been electric. Take I, everyone's spot. Like, no, one, no one's going to, to reinvent the wheel here with the dunk contest. But that's what that's what they need. They need people like Tatum in it. And I'm they got a G League guy in it this year. <laughs> yeah, like I'm far from the first person to say it, but like wake me up when Tatum's in the dunk contest, not the three point contest. Uh six one seven, seven seven nine, seven ninety three seven. You guys can jump in there. Rich Keefe comes your way at the top of the hour, so get in line for the Rich Keefe show. I'm not sure who's uh, riding shotgun with him tonight. I just saw Andy Hart walk by. Andy, oh, that means I better get logged out quick. I think he's wearing shorts, which means it's at least 41 degrees it outside. Mean, it means I better get logged out quick. I got yelled at by Andy last week for not logging out really? quick enough. So I, be, I better log out quick, number one. And Andy. number two, if you want to get in line, you can. 617-779-7937. And we have Endgame next. Y'all want to play a f***ing game? Game over, man. Game over. You little punk. Endgame is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Don't waste time trying to get rid of your old or broken car. Cars for Kids is the easiest, fastest way to donate your car and get a tax deduction. Go to carsforkids.org today. That is Cars with a K. It's time for Endgame. Three questions have something to do with the show. And we'll start with question number one. Do you guys have stuff to write with? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, although uh, you've noticed Arkan's been slipping with that in recent yeah. days. I forgot right? to do it the last two days. That's care. true. Like the he other day, he gave us. doesn't really care. I didn't even know what he gave us the other day. It was like, you know, chalk. It was like the back of oh, like I gave scrap you paper. Used uh, yeah, old what was, copy. What was this? It was like a Shaw's uh, promotion. Yeah, I was like, do I have some January. chicken? I was like, do I have some chicken marsala read? What no, is this? He's like, oh, chicken's no, no, not on sale anymore. No, it's scrap paper to read. I was like, okay. Or to Indeed. Write yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you guys are okay today. Here's question number one. According to Alex Cora, 
He hasn't spoken to Evan Drellick in this long. According nice. to Alex Cora, who talked not at a picnic table today, uh, but in a dugout or something, he has not spoken to his good buddy Evan Drellick, who just put out a book today, as a matter of fact, in this long. When is the last time these two fellas have spoken, according to Alex Cora? Looks like uh, we got our pencils down over there. I feel like both of them knew this one. They started writing very quickly. Uh, I'll ask it one more time. According to Alex Cora, he hasn't spoken to Evan Drellick in this long. Jones, you won the last one, so why don't you go first? Yeah, that would be uh, three years would be the three answer years to this correct. one. Bravo. Bravo. That is Greg. absolutely right. I haven't talked to Evan in three years. Three years. Uh, Megan, also with, I can't read it from here. It's that, too far Like away. three years. Three years, also. Wonderful. Three years. Both of you got that one right. Nice. We're off to a good start. Good for us. All right, let's go to question number two. We talked a lot about Derek Carr today. Jones desperately wants him on the Patriots. <laughs> so um, he should get this right then. Well, he, he, certainly, he certainly should. I just want to I just want to forecast this and say that Me- Mego properly saw this coming. Mego's like, I bet there's going to be a lot of Derek Carr questions, which I, I didn't even occur to me, so go ahead. Well, here you go. Derek Carr's favorite player growing up oh, Christ. was this guy who wore the same number. Mm, Derek Carr. It's going to require me knowing what number he wears. <laughs> favorite player growing up was this guy who wore the same number that Derek Carr wore. You know, uh, me being so pro-Derek Carr, I should absolutely know what number he wears. 100% you should. Mm, I don't see any writing going on. I think I know it. Derek Carr. Is he better than Mac Jones? The answer's not on that text line. Megan's <laughs> stuck. Is he not better than Mac Jones? I don't know. I'm done. But I can tell you, Ooh. this was his favorite player uh, that he grew up idolizing and whose number he chose to wear uh, back at Fresno State where he went to college. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what number Derek Carr wears. This is just a, this is a shot in the dark. All right. Um, Mego, let's go to you first here, as I think you're both done writing. Brett Favre. Brett Favre is correct, number four. Uh, Brett Favre and Jones also. How what? old do you think he is? I wrote, Steve, I wrote Steve Young. Steve Young? No, 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 that is incorrect. <laughs> I said he's. I said he's from number four. I don't know what number he wears. Okay. Derek like, Carr, super fan over here. Just think of famous quarterbacks Arcan. in the nineties. I have a home in and away Derek Carr jersey. I know them both. Steve Young was a famous quarterback in the nineties. What are you he talking was. about? Yeah, and Steve he up, Young is and he not grew, a bad guess. He grew up in California. I don't know. I, I knew Carr was from California. I forget where. I knew he was from California. I said he must have been a Steve Young guy. Yeah, Should not a bad guess. Well, well you're right wrong. Guess yeah, you're wrong. Jones, I got to tell you, someone who did a bit revolving around uniform <laughs> numbers, I'm a little let down right now. I, no, I was, yeah. but I actually just going to bring that up. I almost just said this to Mego. How horrible am I at that game though? Not great. Not very good at not it. Not good. When we would do the dog report and I would have to come up with numbers. Not not a, For whatever reason, I can stare at players all day long and the number does not, it does not work its way into my brain. All right. Well, let's go to question number three. Megan on the verge of her first so win. Nervous. This is This is for all the marbles here. Yeah. Uh, best lot Jones of, can do is tie, I believe. A lot of, lot of mar- oh, that's true. I can't win. That's can't true. Can't win this one. You can tie it, though. And here's the question. Who was the winner? Of last year's dunk contest and oh my god three point shootout oh, shoot I know okay I know one of these twenty twenty two dunk contest three point shootout the all star fits that were in Cleveland I think uh, Cleveland all star break it's where all the great things in this world happen hundred percent I don't even think I have a guess for either one I mean dunk I'm gonna I'm gonna winner? guess but they're definitely not right all right Mego I mean, wrote that with a lot three of point conviction shootout winner last year yep. Um, is Jones still right? He's still right. Jones yeah, okay. is still right. Megan is done. I need this... like opera glasses back yep. here to see what you guys are doing. We might have our first dub. <laughs> I don't Mego. think so. It could be. Yeah, no, all you need to do is get one. All you need is me to need one. All you need him to. You need him to be wrong. You just need me to be wrong. That's okay. all you need. And you're definitely going to win. I watched this. All right. Looks like everyone's done writing. 
Last year, 2022 NBA All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, who won the dunk contest and the three-point shootout? Jones, you need this, so who did you write? I wrote Craig Hodges and Harold Minor. Those are both incorrect. No! (laughs) Unfortunately, those are both incorrect. I wrote three-point contest, Steph Curry, dunk, SGA. Those are both wrong. They're both? Wait, so, no. Steph Curry was in the three-point contest last year. But Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point contest what? last year. Yeah, I mean, and Obi Toppin was your dunk contest winner. Are you sure? Winner. Yes, I am. I still win, though. Oh, you, you def- still win. You definitely win. You yes! absolutely win. <laughs> no! Yes! Uh, no! Congratulations. Yeah, do, the da- do the dance, Mego. To Mego. Mego hasn't been able to break that out yet. How about a victory dance? There it is. In game? Game over, man. If you're game watching, if you're you watching on punk? Twitch... And if you're not, you don't want to miss it. Mego's got her uh, celebratory dance. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns beat Luke Kennard and uh, Trey Young. I'll be honest. I'm not like anti-NBA All-Star Weekend. I, I enjoy the NBA All-Star Weekend. I I have just zero recollection of that. I'm not convinced I watched it. I like, very strongly remember Steph Curry winning. Um, Steph Curry I wasn't even in it last I'm year. sure. He, <laughs> was it two years ago? It I'm might sure have been two years I'm ago. I'm sure, sure the man's yeah. won. It was two years ago. I, I mean, look, he's made more threes as we Steph famously Steph Curry know on hasn't been in the three-point contest <laughs> in 30 years. <laughs> no, I mean, but just, I'm no, sure. No, Curry he, won in 2021. If I had That's to guess. That's when he won? Yep. Oh, my God. If I had to guess, he's won. I, I blame mean, the pandemic. I wasn't doubting that Steph Curry won a three-point contest. We all blame the pandemic, man. Anyway, Mega! Great work. You didn't let me win because it's Valentine's Day, right? I didn't let if trust me, if I had a real guess, I would have guessed it. I did not let you win. Right. I, I mean, sure. I think a question about the three point shooting in the NBA is a little skewed towards Megan, but That's true. I didn't even it's get fair. it. That is like your forte. <laughs> that is true. Harold Miner said I got your King's King. Harold Miner, I know you got my Derek Carr answer. It's it's a good it, it really exposes my whole Derek Carr argument. That is true. <laughs> uh Harold Miner though, that guy could dunk. Baby Jordan. Oh my god, could that guy dunk? Yeah. Keith knows. That's all he could do. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't do much else. He was one. He was one of the future. Like, who's the next Jordan? Harold Miner was one of them. There were a couple of those. That was a Jones level bad take, but that was a, <laughs> that was a future a future Jordan there at one point in time. All right, you can dial Keith up and Andy Hart 617-779-7937. and we'll talk to you tomorrow at two o'clock right here on WEEI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.